Hi, this is Sandra Fuller, and thank you so much for joining my podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about the three steps to making the right choice. You know, we're all confronted with choices every single day, and we all have to make choices every second. We're making choices. Uh, choices to eat right, choices to work out, choices to be loving or kind or speak well or whatever whatever we're doing, we're choosing in every instance what to do. We always have two options, and we're constantly choosing between one or two options. I'm a little bit troubled because we, we have this corona pandemic, and so a lot of people are thinking about their health, and a lot of people are thinking about their money, the economy. And so this week when our governor announced that some of the businesses in our state can go back out and start working again, um, it made me think about the ability to choose because there are people who feel that the economy is more important than health. And there are people who feel that the health is more important than the economy because there's nothing you can do if you're dead or dying, right? Um, so, so a lot of people are choosing or forcing to choose between their health and their finances. And, and some, for some people, the finances are very important because you're home, you have no income, you have no way of start feeding your family. That's a big deal. And you have people who are like, I don't care what anyone says. I'm going to make sure my health is preserved first. So people are making choices. We also have um, government making choices for us. And, and you wonder and it creates some sort of chaos a little bit because the government is saying things to us as, as, uh, as a society that, okay, you can go out, which tells you logically if the government is saying you can go out, that means that something must be okay. It must be safe. So that that's, some, that's a factor that's being added to our decision-making choice, ability. So when we're choosing, we look at different factors. We look at with the big picture, and then we look at the narrow picture. And sometimes we have to do that in very, very quick timing. But no matter what the timing is, we always have to choose. We're always making this analysis in our minds. Um, the, 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 the task comes for us when we have to choose between our emotions and logic. And some people are too logical. Everything is very logical. I think the government is a little bit too logical when they say we're doing this you know, the economy is important. We've got to go back out without a logic, without any sort of reasoning behind it. They're just being, you know, I shouldn't say logical, methodical. It's all about the economy and it's all about the numbers, but we're not looking at the science. We're not looking at the health data. We're not looking at that. So we've got it. That's one extreme. And the other extreme is I'm afraid I'm not going out. I'm afraid. And we're just have this emotional connection to being afraid. And, and and mostly rightly so, because people are still dying from the coronavirus. But what I want to say is, no matter what the choices that you have to make, you have to go through uh, uh, a process of analyzing. It could be where you're in a bar and someone comes up to you and you have a split second to make a choice, whether to give that person your phone number or not. That's a choice you're making. Drinking and driving or whether someone hurts you and you have a split second to respond or react, you have to choose between, am I going to react to this person or am I going to find another way to respond to this person? We all have to do this calculation constantly in our minds. And so what I would say is three things I would say we can do to make this a little bit more intentional to make that, to make sure that we don't ever make the wrong decision because you don't want to ever react to anything 
You always want to know how you're going to respond. And that gives you the ability to choose and choose your words, choose your thoughts carefully so that you're making the right decisions in your lives. One, I'd say create a list of pros and cons. So if you're going, for example, back out, you're going to open your hair salon and you're going to do it because you need money. That's a fact. Everybody needs money. And so I'd say create a a list of pros and cons. There are people who are going to go out and feel safe. They're going to follow the state's guidelines and they're going to open up the, the, the business, the hair salon. And if you're going to, if you're one of those people, create a list of pros and cons, some of the good things for opening the salon and some of the negative effects of opening the salon, your list of cons. You know, one of them, the cons could be you're subjecting yourself to a probably lawsuits, right? You're opening yourself up to being sued if someone comes in or someone says they come in and they can point it back to you where they contracted the coronavirus. You're subjecting yourself to that potential. Um, so something like that, once you've made this list and you see, okay, possible lawsuit, then you can say, maybe I can get some liability insurance if, if that's even possible and make sure that you have some insurance um, because it makes no sense for you to open up your salon, subject yourself to a lawsuit and you're not even covered or you haven't spoken with an attorney. Speak with an attorney. Find out what are some of the things that could possibly go wrong legally. Do you have the right coverage? Or do you have the right business structure? What are some of the things that could come, come affect you down the pipeline if you do choose to go out and open your salon? Um, you can make this list as extensive as you need it to be because that's going to give you an action list out of that pros and cons list. Like, for example, I said, speak to a, a, a legal professional. Speak to a medical professional if you know one or have access to one. Do some research online. These are some of the things that you can do to take control over your decision. The second one I'd say is consult with smart people. I mentioned the lawyer and the doctor or CDC Whomever, whomever is going to help you to make logical decision. But you also want to talk to your inner circle. Who are the people in your lives that could give you some good reasonings to help you either add to your pros and cons list or help you come up with some good, solid, proactive ways to get this done? Um, and they're going to tell you if this makes sense or not. If you speak to someone that's a finance person, they're going to tell you it's probably not going to be uh, uh, cost effective to you for you to open your salon at this time, right? Because you may not have enough customers. You may be spending more money running the business than it's actually worth during this time because people might not be so willing to come and serve your uh, and, and patronize your business because the volume is just not there. Someone with some logic would come and say, hey, maybe you want to wait a couple weeks because you're going to spend more money running and operating the business than actually you're going to generate money from. So you want to make sure you go through, talk to people, talk to people who know you, people who care about you, and people who are in the industry or people who are similarly situated with you that can give you some good sound advice. And then you weigh the cost. The government is weighing the cost. When I was, um, when I took a business class, law class, and what the government does or whatever the, the decision is, we're going to look at the cost-benefit analysis. We're going to look at, it. does it cost more me more to do this than not to do it? Will I have to pay more later? You're going to have to do that cost-benefit analysis. Will it cost me more later or now? Is, is the money that I'm making now worth the effects, the negative effects, a potential lawsuit, the bad press, whatever it is that could potentially come, is it worth me going out and, and doing and sacrificing 
is it does it is it worth me going out and potentially getting sick those are some things that you can do to weigh the cost and then let me go back and repeat one is create a, a pros and cons list um, to help you and then consult with experts consult with smart people consult with people who are like you people who are situated similarly to you or people that you are in relationships with that you trust and then weigh the cost. You have to weigh the cost because it's going to have a cost, good or bad. And um, you have to know if you're willing to pay that cost for your decisions. And so whether or not it's the coronavirus, whether or not it's the cho- the choice to have an extramarital affair, the choice to have some do something negative, the choice to do something positive, you always have to choose between two things. And you potentially have to go through and make this analysis I'd hope that you'd follow these three steps and make those um, that to follow those steps and do the analysis so that you can make an informed decision and not a decision based out of your emotions or lack of reasoning. You want to make sure that you ha- you're using reasoning, good judgment, and you're weighing the cost. So thank you so much. I hope this was helpful. I hope this helps someone who is in the midst of battling with whether I want to do this thing or not do this thing or whether or not I want to go out and start my business again at the risk of my family or someone else's family. So I hope that you you make that, um, you draw the distinction and you make the right choice. If you have any questions, I'd love to speak with you. Um, Again, you can reach me at 678-856-9460. Thank you. My name is Sandra and I look forward to speaking with you soon. God bless.